0: Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast, the show that helps swimmers and triathletes love the water, become a better swimmer, and live a better life. Here's your host, Brenton Ford.
1: Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. My guest today is someone who's come along to one of our freestyle clinics and has also come to our How Week camp. Uh, last year in 2016, and um, by the time you listen to this podcast, we'll probably be at Halwick Camp again, um, and uh, Elise will be there. So uh, my guest today is a friend of mine, Elise Butler, and um, she's made some big improvements in the last 12 to 18 months uh, by improving her, her swim pace by around 20 seconds per 100, and we'll talk about um, how she's managed to to do that and, uh, and swim so much faster. Um, so Elise, welcome to the podcast.
0: Hi, thanks, Brenton. Thanks for having me.
1: So we're sort of uh, we're recording this on the the day before we both fly out to Thailand for the the Hal swim camp, um, and I kind of wanted to 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 fit this in just before we we left because uh, I mean yourself and uh, and Tabitha Jones, who we've had on the, the podcast and who you know, um, we've uh, you you've both had some pretty significant improvements in your swimming. In the last 12 to 18 months and I, I like to kind of get people on the podcast to talk about what they've done to, to make such big improvements because one of the things that people often get sort of stuck at is, is their swim time, their swim pace and they're not sure what, what it is that they can do to get quicker. So um, if you give the, the people listening a bit of a, a background on, on what you were looking like or what you were swimming like 12 to 18 months ago and how much you are training and what it looks like now and what sort of racing you're doing.
0: Um, uh, I looked awful <laughs> when I first started. I remember going to one of your freestyle clinics on Mother's Day. I think that must have been twenty sixteen. Oh, I, yeah, I remember that. I remember doing
1: that up on <laughs> at the uh, uh, on the day. And I was like, oh, geez, I better call my mum actually, because I think I'd forgotten. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and uh, I, we did the first video analysis, and I actually saw myself swimming and I thought oh my god that is that is awful like where do I start where do we start to to fix this and I was like the arms are wrong the head's wrong the underwater's were awful and I was like oh my god Um, so and visually I'm a very visual person so seeing it seeing what I was doing wrong was very much a revelation for me and once I saw what I was doing wrong I could then visualise how to fix it. You told me what to do to fix it and um, so that made a big difference for me.
1: And how much were you training uh, back then, 12, 18 months ago and how much are you training today?
0: Um, Back then I was training, I was doing squad three times a week and now I'm probably in the pool doing squad five to six times a week.
1: Yeah, nice. And that's, I mean, my rule of thumb is you need to be Really need to be in the water three times a week to see a, a good amount of improvement. Uh, and once you once you do step it up to that five or six times a week, and it's not possible for all triathletes because they're they're busy running and riding. But um, I know like you've just started um, triathlons, and but for the people who who can increase their their swim mileage each week and get in five or six times a week, it makes such a massive difference. And you you know you see that with your swimming as well. And so you're you're also doing competitions with masters and um, you've just started triathlons can you talk a little bit about that and when you started and and what got you into it
0: um i guess my coach at the time todd robinson got me into masters and i was absolutely terrified and i remember uh, marshalling for my first event and going oh my goodness i haven't been in the marshalling tent since i was about 12 years old and um yeah got in the water and just as fast as I could and yeah I had fun you know it wasn't as serious as what I thought it would be it was just fun um, there's just all these people who want to be there who are happy to be there and they have a great day and yeah I really enjoy it I haven't done too much of masters um, I just had a masters meet last weekend which was great and yeah really enjoy it really love it so when I can get there yeah it's really good
1: and I think it's, I really enjoy racing Masters as well. And I used to coach a Masters squad for about seven years. And um, I just, particularly for anyone who's 20, 21 years or older, it's a good way to just be able to compete and get, get a benchmark of where your, your speed's at, where your time's at, and, uh, and just to be able to challenge yourself. Because I, I feel like that, those sorts of things where you actually do get to test yourself and put yourself in competition mode, they're often the most rewarding things that you can do, whether it's a running race or a swim race uh, or a triathlon. Just being able to um, put yourself to the test and, and get your body to that stage where uh, you know, you're trying to tell your mind to to, to shut up <laughs> because it wants you to to stop swimming yeah. or uh, you know just to be able to, to challenge yourself physically in that way. Uh, and it's also a mental challenge. I find that it helps a lot in other aspects of your. Your life as well, and I, you know, we ran into each other in, uh, in the Gold Coast where Nationals was, and um, and that was your first first meet, wasn't it, at Masters Nationals?
0: Uh, that was my second Masters meet, and uh, Todd signed me up for all these races. I think it was a four hundred free, a two hundred free, I think it was a two hundred breaststroke, and I can't remember what else. And I'm going, what four hundred free, I can't do that, and I I was just so nervous and the first, the 400 free was um, a disaster because I just, okay, okay, I've got to pace myself, I've got to calm down, relax, pace this out and I'll be fine and I just went hell for leather (laughs) off the blocks and the first 50 was a PB, the first 100 was a (laughs) PB, the first 200 was a PB and I just had to hold on for the next 200 and it was yeah that was that was not good (laughs) but it was a bb because i've never done it before
1: so yeah and that's the only way you you learn sometimes like you as much as you can learn from other people's mistakes when it comes to something like that it's you've often got to go through the feeling of of going too hard at the start to realize oh this isn't good and uh yeah and and then once you get a bit more race experience you you can find that you pace it better and the same goes in training too like uh, one of the most noticeable differences i see between people who have got a fair bit of experience in the water and those that don't is the ability to be able to hit the times that they're trying to hit and to be able to vary their pace. And that's probably something that you've, you know, that you're probably doing quite well at now would assume is, is that you can, you can build through sets and you've got more than just one pace that a lot of people often start with when they begin swimming.
0: Yep. Um, Definitely at squad, doing squad uh, so many times a week um, and just getting used to, okay, this is an easy, this is a moderate, this is a fast, this is a 70.3 pace. This is, you know, we go through all those and we practice swimming at all those different paces. So you really get to learn your stroke. And, you know, even if I'm swimming a 100, I can pretty much, I pretty much know before I'm finished what the time is going to be. I'm usually pretty close. Um, sometimes I'm surprised and i surprise. surprised. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so doing a lot of that, um, getting to know your stroke and your pace and your stroke rate and um, it just comes with time in the water and I think because I'm just starting out at triathlons as well, you know, the running and the bike, it's Time running and it's time on the bike as well. Like anything, you know, I, I tell my kids you get what you work for, and um, so yeah. For me, I I'm not a natural freestyler. Um, I swam as a kid uh, only because we lived in a country town in New South Wales. That was as hot as Hades. So if we if we join swimming club, we got to go to the pool five days of the week. <laughs> um, and I was a breaststroker as a kid and. Never really raced freestyle, now I know why. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but I guess where before I, th- I I found Hell Week, I found you on uh, Google, I think, when I was Googling how to swim freestyle faster <laughs> and um, <laughs> came across effortless swimming and then uh, went to your clinic and heard about Hell Week. I'm like, that is amazing. I would love to do that. I would love to see if I could do it. You know, And then all the doubt creeps in. It's like, oh, my God, I'm going to be the slowest swimmer there. They're going to be all these elite athletes. <laughs> it's just going to be little, you know, me. and. But it wasn't like that at all. Everyone was so nice and so genuine. And I just needed someone to tell me what to do so that I had the knowledge to go away, go home after a week and work on it. It really took you know, six, seven, eight months after Hell Week are really working on it that my, my time's got a little bit better and then probably eight months after Hell Week they just started taking off and I was doing, you know, four-second PBs and three-second PBs and uh, especially in the longer distances I tend to go a bit better, the 200s and 400s and then the open water distances as well and, um, like, I just... Never in my wildest dreams I think I could swim some of those times. Like, yeah. So very, very happy with the knowledge that I've learned and I'm going back again tomorrow. So I'm not going to
1: it. Yeah, and I, I, love, I love to hear that. And that's what I get one of the biggest kicks out of from, from Hell Week is uh, when people like yourself come along, have a great time, hopefully learn a lot as well, and then over the, the coming months you, you make those improvements that you... That you want to make, and um, and everyone's progression and improvement is is different. Some people will improve a little bit straight away. Some people it might take them six months, twelve months, eighteen months. But it's it, everyone's journey is going to be that little bit different. And um, and what I enjoy a lot too is just seeing people learn to love swimming because they they know what to work on they enjoy the feeling that they get from from swimming and from doing a hard session and it makes them want more and more so i, I like to see to see that happen and i find that happens a lot at hell week because you just immerse yourself in in swimming 24 7 pretty much like it's it's a challenging week but i mean the focus is primarily on becoming a better swimmer and and having a good time over there whereas uh, you know the first Year that I ran it, I absolutely hammered everyone, and they were so exhausted by day three. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, okay, I've probably got to back it off a little bit." And you know, the way that the way that I, I feel like it's run now is um, everyone gets uh, much better results out of it. And you know, this week, I was getting really excited, just um, just thinking about what we've got coming up in, at Hell Week this year, and um, and just getting over there to that amazing pool in in phuket and um some sunshine and hopefully it doesn't bucket down rain like it did last year for one or two days but um (laughs) and and just um getting to to meet everyone and you know and and after a day of training where people have put in two hard sessions um a gym and strength session and, and a talk or two um when everyone's sort of sitting around the 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 dinner table just sort of sharing how they went in the set or just talking about a few different things like i love i love the um the ability to kind of relax after a, a hard day of work like that. And you, you see it in everyone how they're, it's a different headspace that people are in after they've pushed themselves to, to the edge there in a session. Like everyone's just very relaxed and chilled out and, you know, you, you don't sort of get that in a normal, like you know, in, in a workplace or you don't get that when people haven't had the ability to challenge themselves physically.
0: Yeah, it's, it was such a lovely group of people and just had the best time and just to see people improve so much just in the week. Like I remember um, John Delaney, I think he was in my lane for for most of it and he just, you could tell he's a real workhorse and he just improved so much in that week. And I think I had a look at his time, uh, his swim time. I think he went to the 70.3 World Champs in Chattanooga uh, recently with Andre. And um, his swim has just improved out of sight, like, and yeah, just to see people, like a, it's like a light bulb moment. And um, even with my stroke, we were talking about pools, and I had this really bad habit of my coach calls it put the brakes on, where my hand sort of goes up in the water, down in the water, and then comes up again. And I, it took me so long <laughs> to, to work out what am I doing wrong and then once I got the, the like like a light bulb I'm like alright oh, I know what I have to do now and um, yeah I don't think, uh, I'm a learn to swim instructor as well so which is just something I've got back into recently I used to swim, I used to teach when I was at university, that was my university job and no I've never seen a kid who is a natural natural freestyle swimmer like it takes And even with, you know, the kids, I'm trying to correct them now, save them a lot of grief later on (laughs) uh, when they get a bit older. So, yeah, to see everyone improve. And all you've got to do is swim, eat and sleep. And that's pretty much all you've got to do. And uh, it gives you that big block of time to be able to do that. You know, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner tonight, what do I have to cook, what time do I have to pick up the kids, uh, what time do work start today, and... um, (laughs) yeah so it gives you that space to learn and then apply what you've learned so it's great
1: yeah yeah absolutely and that's that's what i'm really looking forward to and the other thing as well is uh just that like because it because it's overseas people aren't on their phone 24 7 either like they're People aren't sort of really taking phone calls or sending texts. Like yeah, of course you're still on your phone a bit, but it's a very uh, it's a very different environment when it's like that because people tend to have you know, better, deeper conversations, get to know each other a lot better, and and just taking yourself out of your normal um, your normal training environment um, or even sort of your normal home environment. It's I, I find that's a, a big way to. Um, to develop as, as a swimmer and, and, and as a person because you, you're kind of thrown into or thrown out of your comfort zone um, and in this with this new group of people and you come away feeling like you've known them for, for five or ten years like your people who I've, I've met at Hell Week before um, and then I've met sort of down the track um, I, I feel like I, I know them really really well and but you know yeah, I've spent yeah. I've spent a week with them but I I've, I've probably know them better than some of my good friends because you just get that opportunity to um to to chat with them where it's not doesn't happen that often in day-to-day life.
0: Yeah, and the sessions out of the pool were great too like with Andre and um, with nutrition and mindset and then Phil Rush who I'd heard on your podcast before. Uh, like he's he's a great talker. And he had some great stories, and yeah, it just found him very inspiring, and you know, a real insight into what. And well, he was an elite athlete; he was a professional athlete, so a real uh, insight into what his world was like um, was just, yeah, amazing.
1: Yeah, and, and for people listening, that Phil Rush is—he's uh, got the fastest double and triple crossing of the English Channel, and he's. I don't know how many times he's swum the English Channel now, but it's it's a lot. And he's mm-hmm. just a champion marathon swimmer. And uh, he's coming along again for the, the two halfway camps this year. And just, as you said, he, he's got some amazing stories. And it kind of makes you think, like um, uh, I'm going to do the Rottness Channel swim in February. And I'm oh, sort wow. of look, I'm looking at that and go, oh my God, I don't know if I can swim 20Ks. Like I've got a lot of training to do. Mm-hmm. But then I sort of think of, I think of Chloe, Chloe McArdle, I think of Phil Rush and go, all right, twenty kilometers. Yeah, it's a, it's a fair way, but compared to what these guys do and how much they swim and the things that they put themselves through, it's it's nothing compared to that. So, um, just kind of suck it up and do it. It's uh, and when you kind of set the um set the benchmark at what those guys are doing or, or have that as your 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 reference point, then it makes the stuff that. That I, the stuff that you do, the stuff that I do, go oh, okay, it's not that bad. I I can do this sort of thing because um, I just I can't fathom how much like say Chloe puts herself through. Um, and she yeah. recently attempted the four the four crossings for the the English Channel back to back, and I just it's it's amazing what what people can can do, and they they're just such normal people too. Like you know Phil is. Yeah, just like a, yeah, just a normal normal kiwi and, uh, but he's just uh, yep. an awesome guy. So it's going to be great to have him back at How Week And we've also got, um, Mitch Patterson, who I I don't know if you've met uh, Mitch, but he's coached with me for a couple of years and um he's held some uh, national and Commonwealth records in the uh, butterfly, and uh, yeah, really yep. good guy as well and great coach. So it's uh it's going to be good and fly out in about 12, or not 12, 18 hours time.
0: Yeah. Yep, can't wait, yeah. apart from the flight, <laughs> can't
1: wait. Yeah, that's, that's probably the worst part of it, isn't it, the flight? Um, yeah. So um, so what's next for, for you? So you've, you've really picked up your swimming over the last 12 to 18 months and what have you got coming up in terms of what races you're, you're doing?
0: Uh, I've got one more Masters meet this year. Um, the World Series Swim Open Water Series starts here when we get back uh, from Hell Week. I think the first one is in Malulabar on the 18th of November. So I think I'm going to try the 5K open water for that one. And uh, then there's a series of four or five swims throughout the summer for them. Triathlon-wise, my big goal is to do the Strati Salute, which is a a triathlon on um, Stradbroke Island. So it's almost... Olympic distance. The run is a bit strange. The run is more of a trail run and a beach run so it's not a straight road run and I'm not a great runner so I'm really going to have to put in the miles for, for that one and um, last year I did a 10k open water swim last March and that was from Burley Heads to Surface Paradise and I uh, did that, loved it well, loved the first 5K. first 5K was a dream. I'm like, this is easy. This is so good. <laughs> and then uh got a bit seasick. The swell came up. waves <laughs> came up. And uh, got very fatigued, very sick, but finished. So that was amazing. Uh, and my husband was a paddler for me for that one. And uh, another girl from Squad Eve uh, swam that with me. So um, that was an awesome experience. And definitely want to sign up for that again. This year, oh, next year. When's that? I think that they changed the dates around, so it was March last year. It could be anywhere between March and May, so with the Gold Coast Open Water Swimming Club.
1: Oh, cool. That sounds like a, an awesome event. Like, there's, there's some really good long-distance swims up in Queensland and a lot in, in Sydney and New South Wales as well that um, – yeah, we like. I think the the locations that some of the swims are at up your way are uh, amazing. Like the the World Series swim at, at Cool and Gadda. Um, did you do that last year? It's beautiful. Yeah, it's just. I uh, it's didn't such do a it last year.
0: Uh, last year was just after Cyclone Debbie, and the water quality wasn't good. Like it was, you couldn't see anything. <laughs> so um, I didn't do it last year, but the year before that was the best is the most beautiful swim you can the water is just so clear you can see the bottom the whole way and it's just glorious on the right day it's just beautiful
1: yeah amazing well um good luck for, for all, of the, all of those events but i'll probably see you tomorrow night or the the day after it how weekend uh thanks for sharing your, your story and what you've done over the last uh 18 months or so to to improve your swim times um so much and yeah you know, it's it's a combination of a lot of things it's technique it's um it's fitness and strength and when you put all of those together then that's yeah you know, that's when i see people really getting results um like you have so congratulations on that and i can't wait to see you in a couple of days time
0: yeah be great awesome can't wait thanks for listening to the effortless swimming podcast if you'd like us to help you become a faster more efficient swimmer go to www.effortlessswimming.com